This is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are going to do a quick podcast today where we are just talking about mom guilt. We know as entrepreneurs that oftentimes the guilt of doing what God has asked you to do, of fulfilling your assignment in front of you, for putting your energy and passion into a project or growing your business or something very specific, it can at times lead to you not having time for everything else you were doing in the previous season, which then can lead to feeling guilty, feeling like you're not being a good mom, you're depriving your children of experiences or your time or whatever it is. And so today we just want to encourage you and to just say we've been there, we get it, we know what it's like to put your hand to something that you're like, this is, I know, our next step for our family. And also maybe even feel guilt from your own children, (laughs) you know, sarcastic remarks about what you're not doing for them um, that they think you should be doing. You know, if you've got older ones or just, you know, comparing yourself to other moms, especially if you're comparing yourself to moms who aren't building businesses, who are either just stay at home moms, your average homeschool mom who's with their kids all day long, or even a mom that works, you know, a nine to five job can be less work at times than an entrepreneur lifestyle. So yeah, Liz, like how do you, and how have you dealt with those feelings? Hmm. Well, yeah, I do have some olders who have gotten brave over the years of just saying like, Hey, I miss when you used to cook dinner. (laughs) things like that. Or, hey, when can you put down your phone? And I've given them room to say things like that and choose to work my hardest to not be offended at those kind of remarks because number one, their feelings matter so much. And number two, it opens the opportunity to really have a conversation and evaluate one, like, do I need to shift my priorities? Are there areas where I've just kind of let the family go in pursuit of this thing, this business, this dream, whatever it is. And do I need to realign? And also, even if not, then let's talk about how you're feeling and re restate the vision of what we're all saying yes to as a family as mom builds this business. Mm. And so sometimes it means, okay, you're right. We've been in the stinking trenches (laughs) of building this business for us. The most recent thing was launching this Airbnb. We were back and forth between two houses for like three months um, doing all this work and cooking. It fell through the cracks. There was like a lot of takeout drive-throughs, 
you're on your own, make a sandwich, cereal for dinner. I don't even know. I can't think about food. Those kind of things like for weeks, you know, like mm-hmm. me cooking was a, a few and far between thing to the point where they're like, when they say, mom, we miss you cooking meals. I'm like, I hear you. I miss me cooking too. <laughs> Ain't happening right now. So I'd have to realign like, hey, like this season, I don't see how we can go back to like at a certain time, we're all home. I'm making a meal. We also had different kids and different sports all through that time. Like it was just crazy cakes. And so, hey, we're building this thing that's going to eventually bring pa- more, much more passive income to our family. And that we're creating legacy that is going to, uh, you know, the dream is that this is going to be something that is going to sow into all of you. This is the beginning of a, a financial legacy we want to leave for all of you guys long after we're gone. So when next time you're hungry <laughs> at dinner time, think about the future <laughs> when, and no, I didn't take it that far, but just reminding them this is for a season and there will be a time in the very near future when we're back to having family meals around the table. And we're back to that now, you know, it's, we we've recalibrated and it's really good, but sometimes it's, you know, when I'm on zoom calls and, you know, I'm getting messages and I'm responding to people and they're kind of being put on to the side a little bit, especially when you're homeschooling and your kids are with you all the time there's, they, they can feel that more than if they were going to school and coming home because it's expected that while I'm at school, mom's doing something else, but when they're with you and they see it and they feel this like tug of war tension, you can feel so guilty. Like, oh my goodness, I need to, I need to put my phone down. I need to not be on meetings as much, but I think part of it is like, have all the grace for yourself to know that just because they're home with you doesn't mean they, they have to have your undivided attention. That's okay. But but giving them room to to share how they feel. And then what's been really helpful for me is having open hands to say, okay, do I need to reassess and reevaluate how I'm spending my time? Or do I need to remind them and me of the vision and know that this is a temporary price that we're all paying for a vision that we know is a God dream that we're all saying yes to and just kind of re-enroll them, <laughs> resell them on the dream so that they feel like, okay, we're in this. This is, we're all paying a price. Like I have a good friend who they've built a a hugely successful multi, multi multi-million dollar business. And she talks about when her kids were little, like all the times she would be traveling to speaking events, you know, back and forth from this place to that place and feeling like she missed out on a lot while she was building the foundation of this business. And there are times when she's tempted to feel the regret of like, what did I miss I, that the time has gone by so fast, but then it's like, you, we always have to count the cost. You know, there, it, there are things we give up in the now to build the thing that if, if it truly is the Lord who birthed the idea and the vision, it's all going to be worth it. Right. Like he restores and, and the memories and whatever thing we missed out, or maybe we weren't there for that at the time felt so big, like what we're getting now and in the the future is so much greater. I think it's also important sometimes with as moms, we feel like we have this like eight, 18 years old is like termination date. And like, I lose out on all the time that I'm going to have when they turn 18 or when they move out. And for me, I start to feel less guilty when I try to have more of like an eternal perspective instead of just like, I have them for this little bitty window of time. Anyone I know who's raised their kids like in the kingdom and truly fostered like close relationship and sewed into their kids' hearts, they say like when your kids become adults, 
and you have grandchildren and like, like these are the best years. Like you have so much to look forward to. It is not the end. It is the beginning of a new era. There's hard transition, but it, the best is always yet to come. So those are just some of the things I do. I let them share how they feel. I'm open to shifting things. I try to be intentional about the one-on-one. And then if, you know, if it's late at night and I'm tired and they want to talk, sometimes that means <laughs> I stay up even when I'm tired to give them the time so that I'm not always feeling guilty about the times during the day when I have to be on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, two like little things come to mind. One is a tip and one's just a perspective thing is that it makes me think like men don't feel this. Like men aren't usually like, oh my gosh, I have to give all my time to my family and like, they're going to grow up. And like, and part of that is that men need, like, we kind of almost have to swing out the other way. Like women maybe can feel this way a little bit, allow themselves to feel this way a little bit less. Men can come the other direction and feel it a little bit more. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we can meet mm-hmm. each other in the middle. But, you know, it it makes me want to encourage people to just evaluate, like, where are those feelings coming from? That I have to be the one that's like catering to their every need and every, I have to be everything for them. Is mm-hmm. that like, is that healthy? Do I have a little bit of a savior mentality in there? Do I need to offload some of this to their loving heavenly father? <laughs> or their natural father, Um, do you know, like, where am I taking on burdens aren't mine to take on? And where are like legitimate, like, yes, it's my responsibility as a parent to foster this, do this, whatever. Um, And allowing yourself to flow with the season. Like you said, you're not a bad mom because you're, you're still giving your kids food. Like, even if it's not exactly what they want and it's not the experience that they've been used to, with Mm -hmm. you, especially if you started out as a homeschool mom and now you're an entrepreneur mom, you're probably busy, busier Mm -hmm. and, you know, things might've changed. So the other thing I was thinking of kind of a tip that I heard from a child psychologist, I believe recently, and I, I would credit her, but I cannot remember her name. She was talking about parents being on their phones. And she was saying like, if you imagine yourself as like a child or even as an adult and the person that you love in your family was just constantly staring at this phone. Like it would be your natural response maybe to want to see what they're looking at, right? Like, hey, what's captivated your attention? What is that that you're looking at? And I know for myself, sometimes I'm like, my kids come over and they want to peer over my shoulder. I'm like, hey, like, step on back. (laughs) What do you need to look at my phone for? (laughs) It's kind of really, yeah, an annoying thing to me. And I'm like, Hey, like, I don't want you like get, you know, like stop being so nosy. Mm-hmm. And her recommendation was just kind of like, let your kids see what you're looking at. Let your kids see what's captivating your attention. Let them see that you're doing work. Let them see that you're posting on Instagram. Let them see that you're like, kind of allow them to be curious and like, don't shame mm-hmm. them for just being curious of what is so attractive to you <laughs> on your phone. That's good. You know, and so it's, it wasn't like, get off your phone. Don't be on your phone. Kids can't see you on your phone. It wasn't that kind of messaging. It was just kind of like a, Hey, just let them in to what you're doing. Like take the time to explain to them, like, Hey, I have to, I'm doing this, this, and then I'm going to do this. And here's like, Hey, look at me doing this, (laughs) especially little kids, but teenagers too, you know, like everybody's kind of like, what's got mom's attention. So I think that was like a mindset shift for me of just like, 
letting them in in a way that I was previously getting annoyed at them for being asking questions, being curious. Um, yeah. You know, have you ever felt that? Yes, <laughs> a lot. But I think that's so good. Like just allowing them to be curious and inviting them in is such a great idea. And and even, you know, there's times where I've been the one that's like annoyed maybe with my husband, like, what are you doing on your phone? Why are you just scrolling? And he's like reading his Bible app, <laughs> you know? So like, you don't know, like it could be like the best thing, you know? And it's, you're no, and like, I've done that to my kids in church. I'll be like, get off your phone. And they're like, we're taking notes. Like they have their notes open and they're taking notes on the sermon, but they're doing it on their phone. So I think that's great. Like advice to just, you know, be transparent. Obviously we're not doing anything that we would want to hide or we shouldn't be. So invite them in. And I think that when they see like, oh, part of your business is on your phone and, you know, it would probably be good for my kids to even just, hey, look at my inbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why <laughs> it's hard for me to, you know, and and even like, which I noticed you're really good at this. Um, and I'm working on this with the kids. Like if I'm on my phone and I'm doing something, the last time we were together, like in person, like you would see me doing something and then you'd be like, let me know when you're done. And then I want to tell you something. Like you could see that just because I'm with you in the room and present doesn't mean that my ears are working <laughs> to hear what you're saying because I'm, my mind is focused on what I'm doing. So we're even trying to work on like, okay, if you see that I'm doing something scrolling or typing, I'm probably in the middle of like, it's, it's a silent conversation and yet it's a conversation. And so, you know, you don't feel like you're interrupting because you can't hear anything, but me verbalizing, Hey, I'm actually in a conversation. Can you hold that thought so I can finish? And then I'll give you my attention and, and giving them my eyes, you know, how important it is that they get to see our eyes. So they know that we're focused. And I mean, I've totally been guilty of trying to do the multitasking. And then, you know, the older kids will be like, did you hear a word I said? Nope. (laughs) So sorry, mom, that is so annoying. I know I'm the worst. Can you please say it again? Working on that. (laughs) Totally working on that. Right. So, okay. So, you know, with the mom guilt, take inventory, hear your kids, bring them in when you can to what you're doing. Again, just continue to seek the Lord and hear the Holy Spirit for what you're supposed to be doing and then confidently pursue it. And just the goal, I think, is to find ways to bring the whole family into it and into an understanding. Even if they're young, like you can still bring them into understanding. So they're not just left in the dark and feeling rejected. Like that's the last thing we want. So the more open we can be explaining things, even though we've explained it 20 times, like, you know, have patience with them, the more they will see what we're doing and they will remember it for their own lives when they're older of what it looks like to work hard and to pursue the things God's given them. So we love you guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.